Welcome to the board game thing. Uh, it's great to have you back for another episode. Uh, I mean, this is the whole point of this thing. It's myself, Andy Bush. We've got Jess there. We've got Brian. We get together uh, with producer Ross, who's over there with us as well. Uh, and we just play some board games, talk about some stuff, and hopefully take people's minds off all the kind of craziness that's, that's going on in the background. We can see, obviously, each other uh, via video chat. Um, Brian, what were you just saying about Jess's outfit before we got, just before we got going? You know in TV shows when people dress up as old ladies and they just put a bit of flower on their hair and they put like a shawl Like Monty Python, when yeah, Monty Python dressed yeah, up Yeah, and wear weird glasses. Why are you dressed like a pensioner, Jess? Um, so this is the absolute honest thing, right? I have a jumper on and I put it on and I realised it's stained down it and I was like, can't be asked to change oh, it. So I got my very nice scarf, by the way, which is a rip-off of a Burberry scarf and I wrapped it around me. And Where'd I do... you get it? Wolfenstone Market? <laughs> no. Let's not start like this. Let's not start like this. But yeah, so basically, I'm, wear... I'm dressed like a granny because I'm covering up stains. What's the and stain no doubt you'll be able to see a little... Yeah, what was yeah, it a stain off? Um, well, there? I think there's a bit of pen and some form of grease and it looks like... Um, Unbelievable. It's like a bit, a bit brown. I think it might be noodles. So yeah, I'm not sure. I think Jess, you're lot, lot... right. Do you need help? Do you want us? A... <laughs> I'm having a, a bit of a breakdown. Help, I'm having a bit of a breakdown. Um, yeah, but, definitely. But we're all in lockdown, and this is what this episode is about. Um, this episode is entirely about being uh, stuck in the house or trapped in the house and stuff like that as well. How, how is the lockdown going for everybody? I mean, this is this is lockdown two. Is everyone feeling alright? You guys, Are you feeling okay during lockdown two? Uh, lockdown two, electric boogaloo. Uh, yeah, I think me and you, Andy, we have children, so it's slightly different than uh, than Jess. When I look at Jess's socials, I just see her. Having fun, playing games, yeah. drinking porn star martinis, martinis. Whereas me and you, it's chatting about how early our kids have got up. Every, well, for example, I had a few beers last night. I don't normally drink very much at all. I thought, you know what? Do you know what? I'm going to have a couple of beers. I had a couple of beers. So I had about three cans of, you know, you, you, three cans to the wind at about 11.30 in the evening. Rattling, your other half's gone to bed. You're making loads of noise, knocking stuff over, trying to put the put it in the recycling. Putting a cushion over the can as you <laughs> to hide Silencer. it, hide the sound from her. Are you opening the other can a bit? No. <laughs> They should make they should make a, a beer can silencer so that you can open a can without like a um, suppressor yeah suppressor yeah, yeah. I like it um, and then of course our two year old obviously seemed to know that I was having a beer so she's been up since half five this morning so if you're up before children's TV starts I think you know that your kids got up too early do you know what I mean here's a message that's come in uh, on the wires here on the board game thing Instagram page thank you by the way to all you know for everyone who's got in touch and your lovely messages we do appreciate it we read them all we reply as we can uh, at board game thing if you want to get involved this is from Jill she says uh, Bush Brian and Jess I live in a remote area and don't often see other people so don't have any board game friends so the question is I was wondering if you have any ideas about playing board games online are there any games that would be perfect for zoom sessions uh, and this is perfect for this episode it's a lockdown special on board game thing so uh, over the course of this podcast, we're going to uh, talk about our experiences of trying to play board games whilst we're in the lockdown, whether Zoom works, and we've also played some online games, which we're going to tell you about as well. So uh, just because of the fact we're trapped in the house need not mean that you can't play any games with your friends. So we can talk about our experience of playing uh, Board Game Arena, which is what we've been playing this week, which is a uh, browser-based thing that allows you to play a certain collection of board games with friends. Uh, you still have to have like a, a chat going on in the background, so it's like Zoom but without the video, you can just hear each other speak. So we played a game called Takanoko, uh, which is a lovely family game, a bright, colourful family game that you can get on the Zatu website at the moment. Players have got to go, go and cultivate land plots 
irrigate them. Bear with us on this. It is actually more interesting than it sounds. And you grow one of three different colours of bamboo, green, yellow, and pink. And then you've got this kind of panda walking around eating the bamboo, which is how you score points. I hope I've covered that correctly. Uh, what were everyone's thoughts on Takanoko? Can I just say, panda, absolute shithouse. Hated what was, what's, what was yeah. your problem with the panda? I thought he was, he's a lovely part of that game. He brought nothing to the game. He just took. He didn't give anything. But that's, his, that's the whole point of him. He, he walks around and then he just eats little bits. He eats little bits of bamboo. Okay, look, before we kind of descend into a battle about the panda, let's have a uh, little listen to us playing Takanoko on Board Game Arena. So right, I'm, just, I'm just slightly worried that this game says it's, it's going to take five days to play. Uh, no, it's just the link is available for five days, is oh, it not? Oh, I see, I see, I well, see. No, no, it's, no, 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 it's five days long. So uh, did you guys got the email and everything I sent over about needed to make provisions for that? Well, yeah, I've got, got my catheter um, in. We've got to have to wear a nappy. Well, that's, well, that's what we've got to do. That's the love of the, the hobby, isn't it? The panda you move to eat the bamboo, and then when you eat the bamboo, you can score the actual cards you've got in front of you. Okay, that's how, how, it works. how do I make the panda horny? <laughs> you can't. That's not how it works, mate. Pandas aren't into any of that, though, are they? Yeah, and they're notoriously lazy. They can't be bothered. Part of me's like, let them die out if they can't be bothered. Do you know what I mean? Don't think of the cho- the point of this game is to decide the fate of the panda. It's a six-foot panda. It's a six-foot walking panda. Do you know what, guys? Panda's moved in next door to me. All he does is eat bamboo and just the day. <laughs> doing my head in. Imagine that. Imagine that living next door to a panda. He's never around to get his DPD parcels. You always have to take his parcels. <laughs> What's the order? Just small bamboo. Here's my theory about pandas, right? So they say that the reason why they don't have sex is because they're always tired because they don't get enough energy from the food they eat, right? Yeah. And so they have to spend all day just eating loads of bamboo just to get a little bit of energy. What about if you gave a panda an energy drink? What would happen? It'd be brown. That's what I'm saying. Big cans of monster down to uh, Whipsnow Zoo. <laughs> I learned a very interesting fact the other day, uh, it's animal related but not necessarily panda related, that ostrich farmers find it very hard to get ostriches to mate and they mate much less in captivity than they do in the wild because ostriches find humans attractive. So they're more interested <laughs> in trying to have a bit of nookie with the farmer than, than yeah. other ostriches. Yeah, that's interesting, that's just isn't it? awful, that's absolutely awful. Right, it's my go. <coughs> uh, I'm going to play the irrigation right, here. Jess? Yeah, I'm vaping. Here we go, vaping. one. <laughs> Jess, what uh, flavour are you vaping? Tobacco, straight up. I'm not a wimp. I love the fact no, you no, don't this... want any of the fruits and berries and stuff. None of this blueberry shit. Can I get a canister of woodbines, please? <laughs> here we go, here we go. Oh, okay. Um, didn't really do that. What's going on? Oh, what are you God. laughing at, Jess? Bush. <laughs> he hasn't got a f***ing clue. It's like, uh, you know, like one of those old people who gets to go on a word processor at the job centre? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like, right? That's, that's, I can't uh, get it off cap locks. I don't know what's going on. I've Hold printed on 2,000 copies of my CV. <laughs> <laughs> what vaping unit have you got, Jess? Because that's the TX15. Mine's like a bit of a big one. I've got a lot of cloud. When I vape, yes. it's like stars in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. Tonight, Matthew, I will be <laughs> Katie Tunstall. <laughs> I'll be Katie Tunstall. Yes. Go on, Jess. Right. Move the panda. Yes, I yes. did it! In the lead. Yes. Come on. <laughs> this is so exciting. So, Jess, you had this weird experience during the game where you didn't know what was going on for quite a long time. Made, made quite a big point of telling Brian and I that you didn't know what was going on. And then started to win. You were winning. You won. Did you win in the end, I think? You won the game. Yeah, I won in the end. I was a little bit grouchy that day. You were a little that? bit. You were quite, quite needy. 
yeah, I was in a bit of a mood. Um, so I didn't actually know what was going on for the lot of it. But then all of a sudden it clicked and then I won. I mean... What was everyone's experiences of, of playing via the internet browser? Do people like... Did you like that overall? I, I like it. I think it's good that we can play board games in lockdown. We haven't got to miss it. But nothing quite compares to having an actual board game. And I think you guys agree with that as well. Like, I think as even if I played a game online, I would still then want to go and buy the board game afterwards because it's just something about getting the box out, putting all the pieces there. And also, there's lots of things in the way. But whereas when you've got a board game, you've just got a board game. Well, I mean, the the interesting thing with Takenoko is that um, it's it's infamous because of its beautiful components. So the collector's Mm. edition of Takenoko, um, it's just it's all like triple size. You've got this great big panda walking across the table, great big uh, hexes which have all got the different landscapes on them, and the um, the bamboo pieces are really cool. So. Um, you know, sometimes there's this big fear that, uh, oh, well, if people can play board games online, then won't that kill the board game market? I don't think so. I think it allows you to have a little look at mm. games that you previously might not have been anywhere near. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. there was a, we, we spent a lot of time talking about pandas and their, their role in <laughs> the world, didn't we, a little bit? You, Brian, you're quite down on pandas overall, I felt. Quite anti-panda. Yeah, I just think they're shithouses, basically. They just sit there, eat bamboo all day and do nothing else. And there's there's a thing, I think, in the world where... If an animal is cute, people will go to great lengths to save it. But if an animal's ugly or is like an insect-style animal, they'll be like, oh, yeah, let them die. So I just I just feel like there's, there's a skew towards cute animals. It's a good point because uh, we went to the zoo recently. We went to the zoo recently, and what I tried to do when we went to Colchester Zoo in Essex is go and visit all the animals that you, no one ever bothers with. Because everyone's always into, like, your sharks, your lions, your mm. tigers and stuff like that. I thought, what about the boring stuff that I always just whip through, like... Um, the aviary where the birds are. No one could be asked with yeah. birds and stuff. Herons. Her- yeah, exactly. Beautiful birds. No one ever. No yeah. one ever. No one's interested. Uh, but you know what herons. though? I tried to give these guys a shot. Like I, I went to go and see uh, a tapir, who I normally wouldn't be bothered with at all. You've seen a tapir? Those weird things with long noses. Yeah, it's like a sort of half anteater. Yeah, half anteater. What is it? He was asleep. He was asleep the oh, whole. Can he be right, asked to yeah, get out yeah. of bed? So um, we went to the we went to the tiger <laughs> bit because the tapir can be asked to get up. The tiger was was. Giving the crowd what they want, rolling around, eating and play fighting and stuff. Like they know what they're do- they know what they're doing. You should have knocked on the tapir's window and said, "Just help me out, help me out here, mate. Come on, help." Come me on, out. mate. I've made a big thing here. I've brought the whole family down here. You can't even get out of bed. He had his back to us the whole time. It was disgusting. Bush's board game thing. Uh, one of the big things that people have had to get their heads around during the lockdown is being on their on their own. And that's kind of good and bad. I think normally if you've never had five minutes peace, it's kind of weird to suddenly have all the time in the world to be left alone with your own thoughts, which I think has been one of the weirdest things with lockdown. You'd think that being on your own would maybe stop you from playing board games, but I don't think it does. Uh, And this is one of the things that we wanted to look at in this episode uh, of the board game thing was solo board gaming. Now, you think solo board gaming, that might be initially put people off or they would think it was kind of a bit weird. And I'm a big solo board gamer. I love playing. It sounds weird to say I like playing board games on my own, but I would rather Can you stop using the phrase "solo board gamer" because it sounds like something completely different. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like a euphemism for something else. Well, this is it I'm over there. Yeah, this is it. He's a solo board gamer. I like. There are some games that are fantastic for just playing one or more players. And it's quite good for your brain. I find it quite calming to sit there and and do that rather than you know some people will just sit on their phone and play Candy Crush Saga. I quite like just sitting there and allowing my brain to just decompress from the day. So I thought we'd look at a couple of games that you know might go down that route that people might want to have a little look at. Uh, first off, 
Ollie McNeil's Storymaster's Tales and Themeborn's Escape the Dark Sector. These are two games that have um, taken the adventure book format, Warlock of Firetop Mountain, Citadel of Chaos and all that kind of thing, thing and gamed it up a little bit. They've both got gorgeous components and a great introduction for people to get into like role-playing games and stuff like that. It's beautiful artwork. Uh, Mage Knight, that's another good one to check out as well. Uh, and this week I've been playing a great one-player-plus game called... Uh, Robinson Crusoe, which is uh, it's just had its latest reprint by uh, Portal Games. You can get it on Zatu's website. Um, but what you've got to do, it recreates the classic book, uh, and you've just got to survive on this kind of um, idyllic but terrifying desert island and hunt and build a shelter and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but whilst I was playing it, I was kind of thinking, how do you think you would be if you had to survive? If you're on your own, if the, if the theme of this episode is being on your tod. How do you reckon you'd get on if you had to hunt for yourself? Do you reckon you'd last a particularly long amount of time, you lot, or not? I I have constant fantasies about what I would do if I was the last man on earth. What would you what would you do? I think I'd knock it out of the park. I think I would. And do you know why? I wouldn't Phew. go insane. It's different. You when you started to say knock something, I was I was a little bit worried, but it didn't go down that way. Um because I'm a big fan <laughs> of spending time with me. I love spending time with myself. I'm, me I'm, too. I'm yeah, I'm always, always ent- always entertaining myself. It's 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 endless fun. <laughs> I always think about this, that if it ever happens, that there's some sort of apocalypse or I'm the last man in the wilderness, what what will happen is I will forget all the stuff that I've watched on these programs like Ray Mears and stuff. And I just wish yeah, I would have yeah. would have would have paid attention a bit more. It's like, oh, I knew, didn't Ray Mears tell us how to make uh, like a, a, a like a house out of twigs and stuff? Oh, I can't remember. Jess, do you reckon you could you could you could you hunt anything, catch anything, Jess, do you think? Well, I'm. I'm basically a vegetarian now, so I think I'd be all right. Just eat leaves and that. I think I'd be I'd be sound. Do you know what I do? I go and find a local allotment and just live off the. <laughs> just eat through it like that panda from Takanoko. Yeah, like a little rabbit. Well, I was going to ask: you, are, Would vegetarians be absolutely just winging, like absolutely acing it during the uh, if they were on their own on a desert island thing? Would they? Pretty much. When I say vegetarian, sorry, correct myself, pescatarian, I do eat fish. Um, but in terms of being on my own, I'm an only child. Um, so I spent a lot of time growing up on my own. I'm absolutely fine being on my own. Like, completely fine. I took myself on, on a little holiday for my birthday. It's brilliant. Well, you know, it's you absolutely know, brilliant. You That's very brave, actually. I always think people are very brave to do solo holidays. And I, I've seen people do that before. Uh, and Because you, you see them in the mornings and they're on their own in the, the, the breakfast canteen bit in, in the hotel in, what, Greece or whatever it was. And I always think, at first, people are like, oh, bless them. But actually... That'd be absolutely gorgeous, sitting on your own at the bar with a, with a cross crossword and a glass of scotch each evening. I, I absolutely admire it. Did you get chatting to people when you were on your on on your own holiday, Jess? Solo holiday? No, no, not at all. No, thank you. I am there to be on my own. But Jess, when you go on your solo holidays, do, do because for me on holiday, the, the thing I hate the most is people trying to talk to you or make conversation or make friends with you, and I I shut it down at every single opportunity. Do because you're on your own. Do you find more people approach you to be like, oh, she's on her own. I'll I'll go and chat to her. She probably wants a bit of company. Or do you, is it the same level? Because I've got something I only adopt for when I'm going on my solo trips, and it's called resting bitch face. Hey, although Jess says she has resting bitch face on our board game thing Instagram at board game thing, uh, we've been doing this thing called Meet the Team. So uh, Brian's one's been out there. There's a little bit of facts about them, that kind of thing. Jess's one was out there asking for some suggestions of games that she could play. Who goes and gets in touch from the world of musicals and fame, even though you have just described yourself as having resting bitch face, which you clearly can't have because she got involved? Yeah, 
Kiala Settle. And if you don't know who she is, she plays Letty Lutz, the bearded lady in The Great Showman, and she sings that This Is Me song. You're saying if you know who she is. I have got an eight-year-old child and a five-year-old child. But how good is that, that, that she, for, like musical royalty, is a listener of the board game thing? We really appreciate that. What about that? So we did set you a little question uh, as part of our board game thing Insta, and the question was, seeing as this is a lockdown special, what in life is better when you're on your own? Uh, so Jess, you go first. What, what, what that came in did kind of caught your eye? Diamond Dave says flying, the airport nightmare is lessened without a travel companion. 100% agree. I hate travelling with people. My friends and family tend to be those people that, oh, I just go duty free. Oh, I just need a wee. Oh, wait here. Oh, just do this. Just do that. No, I am. Get to the airport. Go to Pret-a-Manger. Get a toasty go and sit in the in the departures bit. Also, I am not a person that gets there early. I get there just about at the right time. But I can't stand people that are like, oh, I'm just going to go and look at the perfume. And I'm like, no, you don't look at the perfume. You walk straight through it and you ignore the people that are trying to sell it to you and get to Pret. Honestly, what? completely, Jess, 100% agree. Jess, what are your thoughts on getting to the airport fairly early and going to the Weatherspoons? Look, if it's a big holiday, maybe a wedding or a 30th or 40th, fine. Otherwise, just don't bother. Just why? The the problem is, though, right, I'm not a massive fan of flying. And one of the things I don't really like about Um, flying with other people is they look down their nose at me when I'm having a Stella at 7 o'clock in the morning in the Weatherspoons. But sometimes (laughs) I just need a couple of B.A. Baraka snifters just to get on the plane. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Brian, any any, any messages that have caught your eye? Uh, This is from Zach. Uh, Leave the kitchen to me when I'm doing dinner listening to podcasts. So I, mm. I, I feel this as well because I'm one of those people that if I'm cooking dinner, I don't want anyone in the kitchen distracting me because it's, it's like a military operation. And one more here from Dan Pryor, um, uh, being on a massive escalator. That's right, isn't it? When you're on your own on oh, an escalator, yeah. it's fantastic. When anyone else is on it, you feel a bit like, <laughs> stop crowding me. I like that. Right, cheers for your messages. Anything else, we'd love to hear from you. All you've got to do is drop us a message on our Insta at Board Game Thing. I think it's time to have Brian's fantastic Board Game Fact of the Week. Brian's Board Game Fact of the Week. Right then, Brian, what have you got for us this week? I have to say, the, oh. the, the, the fallout from your Columbo facts last week, you may have peaked. Maybe you've peaked in this series. Who knows? Yeah, no, it's all definitely downhill from here. This week, uh, Lockdown 2. You know what this Lockdown 2's Tiger King is? What? The Queen's Gambit. <gasps> oh. oh, so I'm going to watch that today. Have you seen oh. it? Yeah, she dies in the second episode. What? <laughs> now, this is interesting because I've got recently got back into chess. I've uh, I bought a chess computer. Have you seen the chess computer? Oh yes, yes, I have seen. That I, I had to buy something from the eighties. Yeah, is it like um, you have a little screen, but you also have little pegs to put the chess pieces in? Yeah. So um, I suspect this is going to lead a, lead to a big resurgence in chess because people are like, oh yeah, chess looks wicked. Chess is great. Chess is fantastic. But in in it, this the queen's gambit is about chess obviously but and they go into the theory of chess and all that sort of stuff but it's played in such lightning fast speed you can't really pick up much from it right so but it is yeah it's good that they're getting people interested in chess again so today's fact is a chess fact and it's about chess obviously because it's a chess fact do you see what i did there? yeah so the chess was invented what well, they don't, no one knows definitively when it was invented, but it was invented around between like two, 250 AD and 500 AD, somewhere around the region in, of India. And obviously it started off as a very, very different game. 
uh, and it became the chess we know today around about the sort of 14th, 15th century in Spain. And originally, the Queen was the uh, one of the worst pieces on the board. It was not as good as it was today. So everyone goes on about the Queen now, how great it is, because you can go basically, you can go anywhere, can't you? You can go as many, as far yeah. forward as you want, as far back as you want, diagonal, as, it's the best piece on the board. But the Queen used to be the worst piece um, because it wasn't a Queen. It was more what you would describe as like the King's advisor, like the vizier or King's like mate. adjutant. Like bus King's driver's mate. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bus driver's mate on a bus. King's bus mate. Bus driver's mate. And he could, he could, he had not much better moves than um, than a pawn. Really, absolute waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So originally, and if you think about it, back in those days, obviously things were a bit misogynist. They didn't really give women their due. So it was like, why would you make the most powerful piece on the board a queen? However, all that changed when uh, Queen Isabella came into power in Spain. She was obviously the Empress of Spain. She was the one, if you remember from your history lessons, guys. Oh yeah. She was the one that sent uh, Christopher Columbus off on his mission. Oh right, that was that one. That was that Isabella. Yeah. Yeah, so around about that time, chess historians think they changed that piece to become a queen as a companion to the king and made the queen the most powerful figure on the board in homage to Queen Isabella. So there you go. That's your, that's your board game fact of the day. Very good board game fact. I think that's the new Phil Columbo. Right, let's have a look at some other great solo games which you can buy right now on Zatu's website. One of the most famous games that's kind of gone from, I think, the world of computer games into board games is the Escape Room games. And we've been having a look at them this week. Jess, you've been playing the Escape Room game whilst been in lockdown, which is quite ironic. How's that been going? Yeah, so I played one um, on Saturday. It's called Unlock. And um, it's... It's kind of hard to explain. So we got everything out and you play a little tutorial um, and the the aim of the game is for you to obviously escape the room. But obviously in an actual escape room, you'll be running around the escape room, like um, picking up a table. What's under there? What's under there? The equivalent of that in this is searching through cards. So basically all the cards kind of link to each other and you have to work out how they link to each other. Um, I found it... I found it difficult because I just couldn't understand how the game worked. It took us... So my housemate actually helped um, play. But it just... Getting it set up and understanding the process of it was difficult. But as soon as that clicked, it was just... I got the same feeling that I did in an escape room. You know, when you're in an escape room and you're like, yes, 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 we've got the code, go go to the next thing, and you're really excited. That's how I felt when I played the Is game. It against the, are you against the clock? Because that would be the only thing that would freak me out a little bit. I'm not a fan of games where um, you have to race against time to do something. Like my, my daughter's got a computer game called Overcooked, I think it's called, where you have to, you have to like, you've got loads of pots cooking and stuff like that, and you're a chef, and you have to work against the <laughs> clock to get things going. And that would just whip me up into a frenzy. So is, is, it, is it a time-based game, this yeah, so you're given an hour to get out of the room. And it's um you get an app on your phone um, and they give you hints through the app and you enter codes through the app Ooh. and you have to do little challenges through the app. It's very detailed and it's brilliant, but it's hard. It's just hard. And I think I thought I didn't enjoy it because it was hard, but then I'm like, no, it's an escape room. They're meant to be difficult. Well, um, it'd be interesting in terms of spin-offs there, what other things in modern life could they um, get you to escape from? Uh, last minute Christmas shopping trying to get out of like Morrison's or something like that at the end that'd be quite good Brian then there was another game that you uh, has caught your eye uh, in the world of uh, solo and lockdown and stuff like that what was that? 
during lockdown, we've actually been playing a lot of uh, solo, classic solo games. And I don't know if you guys have ever played these. These are like old-fashioned games. Obviously, Solitaire. Yeah. Love it. Love that game. And have you guys heard of Shut the Box? No. No, it sounds like something you might play if you were in prison or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the Box! It's a brilliant game. Basically, it's, it's the most simplest game you can think of. You uh, have two dice. You have a little sort of, a little sort of uh, tray. And you have uh, numbers from one to nine. And they're like little dominoes that you can flick down. And what you have to do is you have to roll the dice... And you can use the dice, any combination to to put... So say if you roll a four and a three, you could put down the four and the three, or you could put down... What's four and three? It's seven, isn't it? Jesus. Oh, you could put down the seven. And you have to get all the numbers out in one... You have to get all the numbers out. And if you can't make a combination or put any of the numbers down, you have to start again. It sounds... It's quite simple, but it's it, it's very addictive. It, it does and it I does sound like someone if you if you're in Alcatraz or whatever a game that you could squeeze in before you've got wreck time and you're allowed to walk around the yard or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> is it a deck of cards? It's just a deck of cards game, is it? No, no, no. It's it's two dice and uh, a wooden. Uh, just t- t- type in "shut the box" and you'll see exactly what it means. It's a classic game available from the Zatu website as well, actually. Also during lockdown, uh, my son has taken to inventing his own board games. Um, and I don't quite know how I feel about this. Well, because when we when we dropped in on you when we were coming back from Northumberland uh, a few months ago, and Kit, your lad, talked us through one of the board games that he'd made up. He's quite prolific, isn't he? he? Makes up quite a few board games, and the rules looked quite dense. Yeah, it was called Dragon's Breath. That one, right? And it, it yeah, it's. It's it's fun because you want to encourage them, but you also want to <laughs> scream at the top of your lungs. Uh, that makes no sense. That makes Aww. no sense. That like, board game has to have rules. But I think that's he said. He said. Well, actually, I've got a little clip here of him talking about his his upcoming game. If Ooh. anyone's interested in, uh, here, is this on the we Zatu go. website? Will this game be on the Zatu <laughs> website? It, it won't be. But we're we're looking into getting an exclusive deal with them. All right. So, what's the name of your board game? Discombobulated Magic Monsters. And how does it how does it work? What are the rules? Well, I haven't figured that bit out yet. It's quite an important bit. But I'll think of something. Okay, and what's the premise of Discombobulated Magic Monsters? What does that mean? Premise is what do you have to do in it? You have to aim to get the gold diamond at the end of the trail. A gold diamond? Yes, a gold diamond. I didn't know you could have gold diamonds. But I suppose if it's your game, you can have whatever you want, can't you? Mm-hmm. And what are some of the cool things you can do in Discombobulated Magic Monsters? You can get loads of coins to upgrade your character. Oh. The other cool thing about it is that you use paper and pencils and you're supposed to use your imagination and things. Sounds like a good game. Can you create a character called uh, Daddy and he's the coolest character in it and he's got a 10 out of 10 for everything? Well, sorry, all the characters are orphans. The good part about it is that you get to do things you can't do in real life. Okay, such as? Lighting your sister's eyebrows with a torch. Oh, my God. I'm not sure I condone this. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Uh, wow. Discombobulated magic, magic monsters, monsters coming coming to a uh, board game shop near you soon. Well, can you put me down for a pre-order? Jess, you want to go in on a pre-order mm, for this? It sounds fantastic. Absolutely. Some other great games you might want to get your hands on uh, at the moment, which, you know, we've got a few more weeks left of this lockdown, and you never know, it might, be, might come around again. So get yourself prepared by uh, fortifying yourself with some great games that you're able to play. 
The lovely people at Osprey Games, who are an excellent British games company, uh, have uh, got a thing out at the moment called The Lost Expedition, which is a gorgeous, uh, gorgeously drawn little card game uh, where you're searching for legendary explorer Percy Fawcett. Do you remember him? He marched deep into the Amazon in search of El Dorado. The movie Lost City of Z was about it. Yeah, I've seen that film. It's a great film. There's a card game about that, and it's absolutely fantastic, made by Osprey Games. And they've also done a thing, uh, Brian and I are big sci-fi fans, fans of 2000 AD, uh, Judge Dredd Helter Skelter, which is you're basically fighting out on the streets of Mega City 1. They've just released an expansion to it, and you can get these on Zati's website, called The Dark Judges. So you remember Judge Death? from uh, the Judge Dread 2000 AD comics. It adds a superb solo mode as well. So have a little look out for them and also uh, a ton of other games uh, uh, which you can use to play solo. Amber from Zatu, if you have a look on the website, has done a fantastic blog about solo board gaming, which would be hugely helpful for gaming during lockdown. So check that out. So we always like to conclude an episode of Bush's Board Game Thing by... uh, allowing Brian and I to control Jess's life through the power of a dice roll. So overall, Jess, we're five episodes into this now. Uh, Do you feel that your life has been enriched by allowing chance to decide for you? I think it's a 50-50. I think sometimes they've been horrendous and sometimes they've been actually quite good. Okay, well, well, tell us what the scenario is in your life this week that we can help out with with the roll of a six-sided dice. So as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I've um, just moved into a new place Um, which is a bit bigger than where I used to live. So there's a lot of kind of things lying around, things that need to be tidied up anyway. I was off work last week um, just for a day and I thought, right, there is loads of crap lying around. I'm going to go in and tidy. So there's this um, like cardboard tube and my housemates bought a lot of prints um, and he's put them all up. So I saw the cardboard tube and I was just like, oh, cool, pop that in the recycling, put it in the recycling, blah, 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 blah. A couple of days later, he's like, oh, have you seen my whatever print? And I'm like, oh, my God, I've chucked his print in the bin. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I haven't told him. And he, well, I'm just like, oh, it's probably here somewhere because it's like stuff is still all over the place a little bit. So you haven't so, um, admitted yeah. it. You haven't owned up to it. You've just said, no, oh, no. No oh, no way. So this is this is the housemate that's also got terrible taste, if you remember back. I think it was episode one. Yeah. Terrible taste in, yeah. in furniture and soft furnishings. Yeah. Uh, can I ask what, what the prints are of? Um, so it's just kind of like a funky like print with a word on it. I can't remember what word it was because we've got quite a few bits. It's like it one live, of them like laugh love, maybe. Yeah, it might no. be live, laugh, love, yeah. I don't know what to oh, do. Well, and I can't believe this, but I would like the help from you two. I guess. Sorry, what was that, Jess? What was that? I just missed that bit. What? What? Yes, I guess I'd like the help of you two. Fine. Well, uh, we were willing to assign different uh outcomes or paths to choose to a six sided dice, aren't we, Brian? What are we gonna go for this week? Okay, so uh, as we all know, one to two is the sort of the safe option. Three to four is the mid-range option. Four to five, you're getting to be, it's, it's, you know, that you're out there. And six is the nuclear option. So I think uh, one to two, come clean. Just tell him Just what's tell happened. Because from what we've heard about your housemate, he doesn't at all overreact or blows up at the littlest thing. So I think you'll be fine. Is that right? Would I be right in saying that? Um, no, uh, he's the complete opposite. He would go absolutely crazy with me. He'd make me buy him ten more of them, right. and he would he would li- oh, he'll be on his deathbed saying, "Remember when you threw my print?" Wow, so there's an unexpected nuclear option on dice roll one to two already. That's good. I like it already. Okay, uh, three to four. Just buy another one online. 
I'm, I suspect he bought it from art.com or something or or <laughs> or the range. I, I don't think these are going to be hard to find rare edition things. I think you'll probably be able to buy them online for like 20 or 30 quid. Just buy another one. Okay, that? yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Is that an option you could do? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to, but... Four to five. Like, have you got a cardboard tube anywhere? Um, yeah, yeah, I think. I well, we can nick one from the bins while you're walking to work or something just, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just just find another one. Um, just just set fire to the bottom of it, just a little what? bit, and then stage stage a fire and say, "Oh, it must have just burned." Stage a fire, spon- <laughs> spontaneously combust. I must stress very carefully, a ke- you know, a very safe fire. Go and do it outside, burn it, and say, "Oh, it must have just must have been something inside it which made it which made it burn." Okay, I don't, I don't know. So, how do I explain the fire to him? But there's no evidence of the fire in the house. Two words, spontaneous combustion. Have you ever heard of... Remember when yeah. we were kids growing up, every, people used to spontaneously combust all the time. And also then it'll give you a cool talking point to talk about afterwards. Final option, this is a nuclear option. Uh, again, it's similar to one, you, you sort of come clean. But what you do is you, you go into the living room, you say, I'm sorry, I've, I've destroyed uh, one of your art prints. Uh, then pick up one of something that you own and destroy it in front of him. It's like an eye for an eye, <laughs> like, a blood, like a blood feud thing. And then say, I can now consider this matter over. Jess, are you ready for the roll of the dice? I'm ready, let's go. Oh, it's a one. Boring, isn't it? She's got to come clean. Uh, oh. But uh, what, what, what did we just say? Number one is actually the most nuclear option. He's going to go yeah. mad. He's going to cause World War Three round at your house, isn't it? Oh, uh, it'll be like a year later. I'll, I'll say something and be like, remember the time that you threw my print away? He is someone like who just doesn't let go of anything. At least you didn't end up trying to simulate a house fire in your own back garden, which was Brian's <laughs> other option. I would yeah, have been do that. Quite, uh, Actually, just retrospectively thinking about that, that's quite dangerous, so we shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you all. That is all we've got time for this week on uh, Bush's Board Game Thing. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, anything, we're always there to chat to you, and we love your little suggestions about things as well, and you can get in touch on Instagram, at Board Game Thing. Thank you, Jess. Thanks. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> and her. Uh, and what's everyone doing right after this now, both of you? What are you doing right ap- immediately after this right now? I'm going to make beans on toast with cheese and then put up some flat pack furniture, which I'm dreading. Brian? I I bet you'll never be able to guess what I'm going to do in a a million years. I bet you can never, ever guess. You won't be able to guess this. Guess what I'm going to do next. Go on, what? Making a moussaka. Whoa. Oh, my God, love moussaka. How the other half live, Jess? You're having beans on toast. Brian's having moussaka. Someone's doing all right for themselves, aren't they? Tip is, the tip is to pre-fry... The uh, the aubergine, the courgette, and the potato. That oh. way, you cut down on baking time, and it becomes less soggy. Sorry, maybe there's a problem with the signal. I think you might have mistakenly heard us ask for a masaka tip, but we didn't. It was just a bit of interference. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Bush, what are you doing? Our daughter has put Lego and beads from a bead pot that we've got all over the floor of the lounge. So I'm going to just stand on them and swear, probably for the rest of the day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's what's going to go on with me Uh, big thank you to producer Ross as well thank you for listening this has been Bush's Board Game Thing and check out all the games we talked about on this episode on Zatu's website (laughs) 